The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to unleash the potential of technology intelligence. Joining us is Elizabeth Chalosky, who is the CEO of HG Insights, which is a global provider of data-driven insights to 90% of the Fortune 100 B2B tech companies, and it's your go-to-market intelligence provider. They use advanced insights in technology intelligence on installation, spend, and contract details paired with cloud product usage, adoption, and spend to provide B2B companies with a better way to analyze markets and target their prospects. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, HG Insights is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. So far this week, Elizabeth and I have talked about technology intelligence-based data-driven decision-making. And yesterday, we talked about displacing your competitors through product launches. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about the Acquisition to Growth Playbook. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Elizabeth Chalowski, the CEO of HG Insights. Elizabeth, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Happy to be back. Thanks, Ben. Always a pleasure to have you here. Appreciate your support of the show and excited to continue our conversation. It was four years ago when we first met and, and you described what technology intelligence was to me for the first time. This notion that you can unearth what a company's technology stack is, which is great not only for figuring out how you can sell into those businesses, but also understanding what's happening in markets what's happening with specific vendors, what's your competitors doing. And yesterday we talked about how it could be used to figure out what your product strategy is. And that's obviously a very important part of a B2B company's growth playbook is figuring out how to continue to evolve their product. But what we've seen in the last few years is that there is, and this isn't just the last few years, but there's been this huge focus on M&A in the B2B space. And we really focused on this acquisition to growth playbook Talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing in the marketplace when it comes to acquiring growth and how does technographics play into that? There's no doubt that what you said is absolutely true for B2B companies. M&A has to be part of their growth strategy. You just can't innovate on all fronts fast enough to keep up with what goes on in our market, which is great for people that are using these tools because they get the benefit of it. 
But the other thing is, certainly in the last year, M&A has gotten a little bit dampened given the economy. I mean, the last big stat in 2021, there was um, $5.2 trillion that got spent on acquisitions. I don't know exactly where we are now, but it's probably a quarter of that. The good old days back when interest rates were low and everything was free. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I didn't have to walk 10 miles to school. <laughs> But there's no doubt, even now, and maybe even especially now in this market, it's important to continue to keep your eye on acquisitions when you've got capital. And it's important, more important than ever to do it astutely. And that's where I believe that technology intelligence can help a company to really choose the right acquisition to go after. We talked in the earlier conversation about the fact that we do two things. We have market analysis and we have company analysis that comes out of all of our technology intelligence. And market analysis is critical for being able to tell what are the areas that you should be going into. What are the areas that are are growing really quickly with new companies? And you might be left behind if you don't look at that for acquisition. And then down to the company level, looking at what individual companies, how they're growing, what their tech stacks are, are they really a good or a bad target? Some PE firms actually use our technology intelligence to evaluate their due diligence for their acquisitions. It's interesting to me where you're thinking about evaluating an acquisition, you need to understand not only who their customers are, what the rest of the landscape looks like as well. So technology intelligence seems to make a lot of sense there, not only for due diligence, but basically research, validation, market pricing. I'm just curious, you've gone through this a few times and you obviously have a close eye on the landscape. Tell me a little bit about some of the companies that you see that are making acquisitions. Who sticks out to you when you think about notable acquisitions in the last couple of years? And this gets really close to home. So the companies that we're closest to and we're very complimentary in lots of ways, that have really grown by acquisition. The big one is ZoomInfo, right? They've done 13 acquisitions. They buy everybody. They just keep <laughs> scooping things up. And they've done very, very well for that. They've remained profitable. And that's a good feat for operating a company. But Sixth Sense has not been a slag here. They've done five since 2018 and have used that to fill in their product strategy. But you also have to look at kind of which companies to acquire based on what your company strategy is. I mean, the big one for Zoom was Chorus AI. So tell me a little bit about the Chorus AI acquisition. Why do you think that's the big one? I mean, obviously volume, dollar size, but... Dollar size, right. So when I'm thinking about m and I'm thinking about whether an acquisition is going to diversify what I'm already doing give me a new business line, maybe it's just economies of scale, increase my market share, speed up what I'm already wanting to do, or whether it's really going to be an innovation. But I look at Chorus and big by dollars, it's big by footprint too, because Zoom doubled down on their product being very applicable to individual sellers for execution, tactical work. That's what Chorus does. When they did that acquisition, given that HE Insights is sort of on the other end of the spectrum, solving strategic problems and giving the best data for being able to plan out your business and make the best decisions, I thought, thought it was great from an industry perspective and from our personal perspective because it further differentiated what our two companies are doing. 
Now, you've gone through acquisitions at HG Insights. Tell me a little bit about your decision-making process and why did you decide to buy companies as opposed to build internally? Each a little different. So I'm certainly looking at the factors that I just ran down, diversification in new markets, speed to markets. But I'll talk about our Intricately acquisition, which is an interesting case. So Intricately was the newer startup compared to HG. I think they were just a couple of years old when we started talking to them. But they were on the surface producing a lot of similar information to what HG was producing. So I started talking to the CEO there. And what I realized is that it was much more nuanced than I thought, but also they had an innovative technique where underneath how they collect their insights is a worldwide sensor network on the internet, which gives near real-time signals for cloud usage. Very, very different from how HG collects and mines its insights and complemented actually, rather than competing with what we were doing with cloud-based technology installation. The more that we started talking together, the CEO of Intricately and me, we realized that by putting these two complementary pieces of technology intelligence together, we could double down on this view that we solve the hardest problems and can help companies make the best decisions and do it in the cloud space, which is the biggest growing area in technology. So that kind of analysis, first getting attracted by, oh my God, I'm looking at kind of here's a competitor, did you just buy to take out a competitor, increase your market share, turned into not a rationale on that, turned a rationale on we can innovate and offer something very, very different and bigger to our cloud-based companies. It goes into the notion that sometimes one plus one equals three. Here's somebody that's producing a similar output to what we are, but they've got a different take. So they're able to, once you've gotten into the hood, provide access to different types of data or maybe more real-time data and allowing you to better support your existing customers and hopefully offer a better product in the future. As we get out of the, uh, I guess, the post-pandemic world, now we're in, let's call it, uh, generation AI. Obviously, there's still some economic struggles. Do you see more acquisitions happening in the B2B space in the near term? Obviously, capital is depressed. We're seeing high interest rates, which are slowing some things down. What's your prediction, if you looked into the crystal ball, of what the B2B landscape is going to look like for M&A over the next year or two? I think we've got a short-term period where we're going to have to kind of wait it out. I'd say things on the M&A front aren't going to pick up in the next six months. It's kind of physics. Valuations are still low, so companies don't want to sell. Interest rates are still high. You mentioned that. So the, the leverage that companies have to buy other companies is not quite there. But I really think that by the end of this year, we're going to be coming out of that. You already see the stock market coming up, and that'll change valuations of private companies. I got to believe, looking at the most recent stuff in the U.S. anyway, around inflation and consumer behavior that were coming out of the real depressed macroeconomic climate. When those two things change, and my prediction it's early next year, I think there's going to be this tsunami of M&A because there's a lot of built up demand, both on the buy and the sell side. I think we've still got a little bit of a pause to get through. 
Yeah, I still don't know how to handle my stock portfolio. I'm still <laughs> sitting here saying interest rates are terrible, but the stock market's up, but it could go down. And I feel like the exact same thing is happening to the bankers and M&A. We've got all of our money just sitting here. It's not doing anything in the markets. How do we lever? How do we continue to grow? I agree with you. I think that early next year, we're going to see a flurry of innovation. And we're also going to see a ton of M&A as well. Elizabeth, Hopefully we will uh, get to chat and, and maybe you'll be in the M&A headlines sometime here in the next year or so as well. Thank you for coming back on the podcast. Always great to chat with you. Really appreciate it, Ben. Thank you so much. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Elizabeth Chalowski, the CEO of HG Insights. If you'd like to get in touch with Elizabeth, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is E. Chalowski. That's E-C-H-O-L-A-W-S-K-Y. Or you can visit her company's website, which is H-G Insights. That's H-G-I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.